I download these apps. I play around. How are you ever going to taste your first butthole if you don't get out there and start dating? I'll die a virgin. Jay's Jay's going to eat an asshole. I'm going to get him to eat ass. No. <laughs> Jay, Jay refuses to eat ass. <laughs> it, I mean, you know what? The more I think about it, like I'm just like kind of reflecting back to some like old girls, and I'm like. You know, maybe, 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 the, maybe that one, maybe that one. And like, but some, I'm like, no, no, not, not, not if, that one. If a girl has a bidet, it's okay to play. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Super Movie Brothers. Let's start the show. Welcome to Super Movie Brothers. I'm your host, Super Movie Brother Dave. I'm your host, Super Movie Brother Jay. And this is episode 240. Like me and Jay talked about last week, we were like, you know what? TV. TV had it going on in 2020. Movies may have taken a a little bit of a snooze, but... Damn right. TV had it going. Picked up the slack. TV had it going. Fucking... Oh, man, you should see this pelvis thrusting. (laughs) Woo! Oh, I'm going to break your dick off. Oh, you dirty motherfucker. <laughs> anyway. anyway. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with this. <laughs> so, but this anyway, <laughs> yes. So TV definitely kept up and saved 2020. For sure. For the lack of movies out there in the world. Now, I mean, when we get to that list, you know, we're doing our top five. We're doing our top five TV series yes. of, of 2020. But we're doing our top five new TV series of 2020. Yes. We are not doing, you yes. know, this was the best. Se- like, it's like, believe me, it would have been Star Wars for me. Because it would have been Mandalorian Season 2. And it would have been Clone Wars Season 7. Because sure. Clone yeah. Wars Season 7 was fucking dope. It was so good. And I would love my chance to talk about Star Wars again, but I actually did a breakdown of that already, so <laughs> we don't need to, we, we, we don't need to go. You're good. We don't need to go We're through good. that again. So this is the best new series. Yeah, new series or even mini series, right? Mini series were on the table. That's that's on the table. So if it was one uh, and done, if it was a one night stand, yeah. Yeah, we're good to go. We're fine. So yeah, I mean, I do have a wild card. Guys, why aren't the brakes working? Because I cut the brakes. Wild card, bitches. Yeah. I guess I don't have a wild card. It's like a document miniseries on, on my honorable mention list that I wanted to mention for sure, but whatever. I'll talk about it later. Just not if I'm right. It's the ESPN one about the Chicago <laughs> Bulls, yeah? Durr. <laughs> <laughs> I said just not. Don't give it away. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> you pretty much gave it away. <laughs> <laughs> so other than that, me and Jay do have some brief movie news to go over because sure. there is some new movie news out there, which is some of it's pretty exciting. Uh, like the the entire Netflix slate for 2021, which mm-hmm. some excitement to be had in there. But before we do any of that, Jay, we got to get into what are you watching? What are you watching? What are we watching? He's trying to watch some illegal channel. Always watching. No, 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 go past this. Past this part. In fact, never play this again. Gotta be honest, not a big watching week for me this week. I did a whole lot of, like, you know, baby room nursery work where, like, I built some shit. And uh, then I, I, I had some other shit going on. There was shit that, that had to be done. 
and I did it. Um, plus, I also had my daughter, which limits everything to mm-hmm. PG and below. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so I, I didn't yeah. get a chance to watch like anything too major. But I did check out a. <laughs> it's not a new series, but it is a series that's new to me because of Disney Plus and when they purchased National Geographic to get all the National Geographic shows. My wife loves Gordon Ramsay. Like she she loves Hell's Kitchen. She has a lot of the shit he does. Um, I'm not like a big like you know. I'm not either. I never not watched big, the show yeah, before. Not a big Gordon Ramsay fan, but I came across Gordon Ramsay's Uncharted, which is Gordon Ramsay traveling around the world, going to these different countries and these different regions, and learning about their cuisine, or or at least learning from a master of that cuisine how to cook it. And then he's sent off to learn about the ingredients of that area, how to locally source them. And then he goes off and he does crazy things like whitewater rafting. Uh, climbing a you know a sheer cliff to collect mushrooms, uh, uh, weird shit like that. Uh, so, but it's so it's, it's a, lot a of, different extension of right. Bourdain show, you know, right. in it's a lot of ways with with a little bit more I would say excitement, pizzazz, yeah. and yeah. then at the end he he after gathering his ingredients, getting ideas for how he's going to how he's going to cook, develop a recipe, to, right? So he he then comes back and he then goes head to head with that master of that. Of of that of that cuisine, cool. and and he is trying to come up with a, with putting his twist on it that region's cuisine, but doing it better. Um, they don't spend a whole lot of time on the cooking. It's not like it's a cooking show where he's like, yeah. So you know where he's like, you know, thirty minutes in the oven, set it and forget it. You know, yeah. nothing like that. <laughs> he literally talks about the recipe where he got the inspiration to do this, and no, it all happens in like a quick like five minute like montage, and then he then they present the and food. The to- and the total episode is like forty minutes, forty minutes, yeah, or so yeah, yeah. forty two minutes. Each no, that episode. sounds good. That sounds good. Uh, there. There's, there's, I believe there's seven episodes, season one, eight episodes, season two, uh, and I binged it. Uh, I just, I just had a good time watching it. Oh, wow. It was like, it was just one of those, you know, feel good shows where I'm just, I'm just sitting there, I'm enjoying it. And one of the, one of the most delightful parts is Gordon Ramsay has a foul motherfucking mouth. <laughs> like he, he's got a foul mouth and uh, it, it gets brought up several times that he can't go too long without cursing. And it's on Disney plus so obviously, and it was on national geographic, which is Disney owned. So they have to beep him out a lot. It's probably the show on Disney plus that has the most beeping. Oh, <laughs> I'm, any sure other of show. I'm sure of it. Cause they're constantly, Constantly beeping him out. Yeah. There's even a woman in Hawaii who won't let him into her cornbread shop because she a thinks that he's a meanie because her of how cornbread. he. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. It might have been banana. I think it's banana bread. Oh. But anyway, either way, she, sounds delightful. She won't let him in her shop because he's a meanie on on Hell's Kitchen and he curses too much. <laughs> so he has to beg her to to let him in. So it's good fun. It's good fun. If you're into cooking, you're into Gordon Ramsay or into like those type of like adventure shows. Uh, I, I suggest it. It's it's a fun it's a fun watch. I had fun doing it, and it's it, it was safe for me to watch when my daughter was around and stuff like that. So. Yeah, it's a good option for Disney Plus. You but know? that's it. Like that that's all I got around to like watching. I didn't. No, I didn't fine. get into I mean, any new movies. I I should have. I wanted to. There's uh, nothing really out there, Dave, because I didn't really either. I, I saw one new movie. Yeah, there's plenty of ones I do want to catch up on, like 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 your Baby Teeth and Run and and so, you know some of the ones that are on your list that I haven't seen yet. Some sure. of the ones that are on the best of other people's list that I haven't checked out yet uh, but i figure i have a long time until the academy awards the academy awards aren't until march true, this year true. so i have plenty of time to catch yeah. up on that type of shit yeah yeah you do um and yeah for me i finally caught up and i finished all three seasons of cobra kai uh i don't want to get too too much into it i know last episode we got into it um 
really just now are you like me or are you a normal person (laughs) is is your favorite like my favorite part of this show is a very minute little detail there's a character named hawk (laughs) and every time hawk does something cool you hear the screech of a hawk as he's like drop kicking a kid you hear the screech and it's just almost every time he's in the scene it's i love it (laughs) It's because it's. We talked last week it's, about the balance of cheese and yeah, <laughs> and it, it's it's that that's the one of those things that's it's just on the border, but like it indoctrinates you so into it that like w- when you get to that third season penultimate episode where Hawk does something cool and you get the Hawk shriek, you're just like fuck yeah, Hawk. <laughs> I know, but like you know the the. the it's weird because they it's almost like an embracing him being a bully, you know, as his character. I don't want to spoil too much. No, but like, because in the beginning, he like the first time he does uh, something cool, he gets the hawk screech, and he I, wasn't a bully at no, that exactly, point. No, exactly. I know that, but they continue it throughout yeah. all three seasons. But either way, I know. He, he's he's an interesting character. Jack, it's, I, uh, a, it's an audio guy. I know. His I name's know. Hawk, and they put a hawk sound in it. I know. It's funny. That's it. It's funny. It works. <laughs> That's it. it it's, it's good fun. And good, good for that kid. Don't look too deep into the meaning of it. <laughs> I'll say this though: the third season has uh, some great, great stuff in it. I mean, really powerful stuff that really just really helps. Um, Big highs solidify the yeah. the history of the films for sure. Big highs, but I also think season three has its lowest lows. Very much so. It's some I, of the biggest I, highs I in the series, but also agree. some of its lowest lows. I so. completely agree. And um, overall, I think they still have a good handle of the series, and I'm looking forward to season four. Yeah, me too. So I just love the series. Yeah, absolutely. And then finally, and uh, you know who loves the series? Who's that? Ralph Macchio, because he gets to work. Yeah, <laughs> with his hairpiece. Yeah, <laughs> is it a hairpiece? Yeah. Is that for real? Yeah. How did you learn such things? Are you a wizard? <laughs> I, I I actually just was told that, and I'm like, oh my god, how did I not know that? Because he by who? Who has look these at, secrets? Well, if you look at photos of him, I guess you know before Cobra Kai, like he's like a properly balding man. And if you notice in the show, his hair does not change much at all, and it's got an odd hairline. It can't just be a clever comb over like our like our fine president. Uh, okay, maybe. Okay, do your own research. What, you know who has <laughs> you know who has a lush head of hair? William Zabka, <laughs> the real Karate Kid, the real one, Billy Zabka, <laughs> Johnny Lawrence, but Johnny. Okay. I, I just want to know. All yeah, right. yeah. I, I mean, it makes sense to me. All right, Jay, keep your secrets. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Just, I, I don't want to be Mister Gossip Guy. You know, I don't. Just, just well, hasn't like there. Ted Danson had like a hairpiece for like years, and we all just really? like would just go with it. See, where do we where do we learn these things? Where do these rumors start? Is that true? I've heard such things. I don't believe it because yeah. it just looks so natural and so perfect. It does, <laughs> but it's white now. Well, he's aging. He's got to. He's just got to roll with it. You know. Does the hair age? <laughs> what, what do you mean? Like, do you buy like different shades of gray? Well, I mean, like, are you going to buy a seventy-year-old man with with with? I you don't know, know. Beautiful auburn chestnut hair flowing like down to his. Uh, <laughs> Maybe I don't know. I I don't know. It's a thing I I've don't heard. Know. I, I I'm not sure if I believe that. It's a thing One. I've heard. I'll have to do some research on that. <laughs> too. <laughs> I don't know why I'm interested now. Google. <laughs> Google. Hey Alexa. <laughs> Does Ted Danson wear a wig? <laughs> she gonna let us know. And I'm sorry for anyone who has an Alexa who's listening to this and she hey, just responded. Hey Siri, hey Siri. Uh, 
You do the same. <laughs> we'll see which girl comes back first. She doesn't. <laughs> well, you're like, you do the same. And she's just like, what? I didn't hear you. I didn't hear you. <laughs> Stay on target. Stay on target. You didn't even press the button on your phone. Anyway. All right, Jay, what else did you get to watching this week? Now we're getting off the rails. Stay yes. on target. Stay on target. Finally, I saw on uh, Netflix, Pieces of a Woman. So this is an awards player. Um, most notably for this Vanessa could go Kirby. one of two ways. Pieces of a woman is this a is this about a serial killer? No. Wow! If this were an indie corner, that's where my that's <laughs> that's where my fake synopsis would go. Because there's some of her over here, and there's some of her over here, yeah. and we're going to tell different stories about each of those body parts. Yes. So Pieces this, of a woman. This is definitely a uh, a heavy drama. Would no, you like uh, to know which pieces got ejaculated? Oh, oh, Jesus Christ. That's how serial killers work. Sorry. That's how Ted Bundy work. He used to come back to the grave sites and he used to get his, of, get his release. Uh, he used to he used to he used to fuck the corpses and then after a while when he wasn't able to do that, he would just jerk off. See, now all I can think of is Zach Efron doing it in the woods. <laughs> just, we don't know Zach Efron's <laughs> not a serial killer. I'm just saying. He played De- Be- uh, Ted Bundy very well, by the way. I thought he was. I he thought was he was okay. pretty good in that. In he that was role. okay. He was all right. That movie was okay. Was yeah, I kind of liked it. I kind of liked it. It killed two hours of time. That's about the best thing it did for me. Yeah. I guess when you're when you're someone who like, I, I'm not saying like I'm a serial killer aficionado, but like I spent a lot of time you're, in you're school. Like, yeah. yeah. So like watching it, I was like. Old hash, heard this, knew this, knew that, don't care, who cares, fuck that, that's not true. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they were trying to, you know, invent the wheel uh, with that project, but just kind of breathe new life into it, maybe? Fair enough. I don't know. Fair enough. Anyway, Pieces of a Woman, yes. not about a serial killer jerking off over a no. corpse. Fair enough. No, so this is about a young family and uh, Shia LaBeouf and Vanessa Kirby. Oh, LaBeouf. Yes, deciding to do a home birth and... You know, oh. unfortunately, this... So there are some pieces over here and some pieces over there. ...ends with a big tragedy when uh, the home birth doesn't go quite Fucking correct. spoilers, bro. No, it's not a spoiler. Okay. Did she... Uh, did they have to do that, uh, that, that episiotomy thing? If you don't know what an episiotomy is and you don't have a wife who's pregnant, that's when her butthole and her vagina become one... With a quick flick of a wrist from a from a surgeon, he comes in with a scalpel and goes, "Oh, you're having a little trouble, huh? Ugh. Let me just take two holes and make them one, real quick. Well, That'll hurt later. <laughs> I hope for you, Lauren doesn't have to happen. <laughs> we'll see. We'll but, see. Uh, and uh, so, obviously, this movie is essentially a character study of mourning, grieving, moving on, how to process relationships. And also legal aspects of the of the court issue as a midwife, as a person that's going in there to help and assist, as not a one hundred percent fully medically trained professional, uh, because this is the choice that they you know they, they they chose this way of delivering their child, and you know other aspects of the uh, family want. It. So out, they want consequences right. for this this death. So it's 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 kind of like that trial that was against the two parents who 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 had religious beliefs against uh against modern medicine and their child literally died as a sure. result of that and sure. the, the parents were were tried for neglect, child neglect. It's not as complicated murder. as that, but it's 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 in the same wheelhouse, yeah. And Fair and enough. I think it's um it's very 
it's not I don't want to say it's understated, but it does dive into a lot of really good aspects of I'm not this. gonna lie. It's a challenging watch. It's Being a, a guy watch. that's like literally like two weeks away from having a kid, this uh made me a little blue hearing you talk about it. I and understand that. Now I wish I didn't start off with so many like necrophilia and jerking yeah. off jokes. Yeah. Well. Give me a fucking heads up next time. <laughs> <laughs> this is why we have so much we don't coordinate the show i do so no, much we don't, we, we, don't. We, we both do so much solo research and prep and stuff for the show and when i say so much i mean i do a lot and jay kind of tinkers when he shits and that's about it <laughs> with his notes for the show and then he comes in and i make these jokes and then and then you, you hit me with something like that and i'm like well fuck you i know i know i'm sorry i'm sorry but it's it's you know i had to bring it up it's one of those movies that's going to be talked about for the next couple months Absolutely. in the boards and and good for and shia LaBeouf. kirby's fantastic shia labeouf was fantastic and i know he's in a lot of hot water is I, he uh where yeah. do you hear these things i i, I, I follow me the, and you uh, follow i two, follow the gossips you follow I, the, the, I the the the, the celeb rags today and, it's army hammer he's in hot water right now he's uh, allegedly did he, show, of did he show shit. a woman in his hammer? Is that what happened? He like cracked a beer while he was driving. He was licking weird, like people were saying, like white crystals off of a friend's hand. I guess there was some type of drug. But like, I don't know how this footage how is getting out. How do you know out. they weren't rock candy? I, saw, was- I mean, it could be. Or it could be like LSD. I don't know what the fuck. I don't, I don't know what kind of drugs are. I, I, I don't know what kind of drugs are what. <laughs> I don't know what drugs I'm not are. a druggie. I'm sorry. I've only. I don't know what drugs are. I've right. only tried two. <laughs> Fair enough. What else did you get to watching this week? I don't want, to, I want this to be like this. <laughs> I don't know why we're talking about celebrities but no, in hot but water. Pieces of Women, I give it an A-. minus. It's a very good movie. I just didn't like the very end. The end scene, end shot, whatever you want to call it. I think it had a little throw-in that was not necessary. I think it just didn't need that. But it's not a bad ending. It's just a cop-out. A and little bit of a cop-out. Endings me. are important. And if you're if you're the type of person like you are who who, who requires an ending to be to be, you know, of a higher status, then I, I suggest to you you should have read more Stephen King growing up because Stephen King famously tells fantastic journeys he he's like right. he, he truly is a master at weaving a tail and stuff like that he never knows how to end anything pretty much like his endings are always terrible uh <laughs> so i i i don't get so hung up on endings anymore because like i guess i've been just indoctrinated by reading stephen king to to get towards like the last two chapters and just being like all right well this is fucking yeah i I, I, I didn't i go. didn't love it however i did watch this movie two times believe it or not um, and then the second time I did enjoy it a little bit more. I, I, it, it didn't piss me off as much. <laughs> Fair All right. Did you get down to watching anything else? No, this that's week? it, buddy. All right. Yeah, me neither. But we do have, uh, some news to get through. Yeah, man. Let's get so into it. Let's head over and let's get into this week's news. Let's get started off with a news story that you sent to me, Jay. First news story. A24, which is a studio that Jay slobbers the knob of oh, I do. as much as he possibly can, has got themselves a fucking whale. Darren Aronofsky will be directing an, an A24 film, which actually, you know, no pun intended in, in what I said, but the film will be called The Whale, and it will star none other than Mr. Lazy Eye himself, Brendan Fraser. I know. And he's supposed to be playing like a 600 pound man. 
you know, and like it's going to be very bizarre. Well, he plays a he plays a robot in Doom Patrol, so on HBO Max and and formerly the DC Universe app. Yeah, so yeah, it's just it's just a, he's used it, to body makeup. It just sounds like such a dark story and a dark role, and and I you know maybe it's a this could be an awards play for Brendan Fraser. I, I mean, know. most of us, most of us will rely on you telling us whether we should watch this movie or not. Yes. And that's what it really comes down to. Because you know I'm going to be first in line. Yes, you are. Next news story. All right, Jay. Uh, Sony Pictures has announced that Morbius is uh, getting a new release date. They've pushed it back. It is now, uh, it's going from March 19th, 2021 to October 8th, 2021. Uh, we're Much gonna be- better fit. It is, but we're also going to be hearing a lot of this over the next couple of weeks. There's a lot of things that, you know, obviously, given Wonder Woman's numbers in the box office, studios are kind of like, do it a little backtrack when they're like, wait a minute, maybe 2021 wasn't the magical thing, like having a new year. Maybe people still are very much afraid of a very real pandemic still that is still out there. need to adjust back to that normalcy of going back out again, even even after the shots. You know, it's like... It's it's gonna take a little bit of time. Jay, I've already said it. I don't know. I don't know if it's ever going back to normal, I, especially with movies. I don't think. I I, I really don't think that the theaters will not last maybe much not, longer. I I agree with that, but not fully. But there will still be theaters out there. It's just sure. not as many. So I might be doing a little bit more driving. Yeah, to and the I movie won't theater. I won't. I um, I really do with with a baby on the way. And this is very selfish and stuff, but I I kind of want there to be the theater at home option all the time. I understand, Dave, and I, I fully respect that. I get it. I personally, I love the options. It just gives me more options. I, I personally don't care. It's got the 4K TV. I just want my got option. the speaker set up. If I really want a theater experience, uh, I, I, I can pop. I, I all I got to do is pop the projector on, and, and, and I can, I, and I can have a theater experience too. Hook it up to the speakers. Get all of it. Get all of it. All of it. But yeah, I mean, we're gonna be hearing a lot of this. You know, uh, Marvel seems pretty steadfast on their on their things on, on their release dates as of right now. But that doesn't mean that they aren't gonna shift too. You know, if things that are know, continue I'm, to come out, I'm hearing Bond's gonna change back to fall as um, as more movies continue to to reach their release date and and studios take the chance and release something and it doesn't have the box office draw that they thought it was gonna have. Other studios are watching that and going. Big well, time. Big time. that was projected to be a big movie, and it's not. Let's take it's a step back. That's all. Take it takes. a step back, exactly. and we're going to push things. And I wondered, like with with Sony doing this for Morbius, giving it such a pushback. Another film that was supposed to come out in March from Sony was the Ghostbusters Afterlife film. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if Sony's going to like kind of let that one go out and see how it does, because Sony kind of needs Morbius more than it needs Ghostbusters, right? Yeah. Morbius doesn't have a fan base yet. It's part of the Spider-Man universe, but its message is a little muddled. You have to put more care in that release. You do. You do. Yeah. And and I think with Ghostbusters, you can kind of put that out. And if you do do like a home theater release for that, uh, you know, uh, either way, it's going to make it's, some. It's going to make some money. money. Yeah. Um. I don't know how much or Ghostbusters at least the viewers. Cost I mean, it's going to have enough hype and enough word of mouth where you're going to get people to watch it at least by the way if you're wondering like what my most anticipated film of 2021 is let's just take my most anticipated film of 2020 which was ghostbusters afterlife and let's just make that my most anticipated film of 2021 i'm a massive ghostbusters fan jay is literally sitting next to a bunch of ghostbusters uh props and memorabilia and shit yes i am (laughs) i'm a big old ghostbusters and lauren's still not letting him have his proton pack on the wall you know it's just occurred to me we really haven't had a completely successful test of this equipment I blame myself. So do I. Well, no sense worrying about it now. Why worry? Each of us is wearing an unlicensed nuclear accelerator on his back. 
Yep. Let's get ready. Switch me on. I will fucking get that proton pack. Don't you worry. <laughs> Next news story. RJ, right, speaking of uh, of you know thing the the theater system and things not going over too well. We know that back in the day, Warner Brothers was just like eh, the theater system's a little wonky right now. So our entire 2021 release slate will be coming to theaters and HBO Max at the same time. There was a lot of backlash about that from the industry itself, not so much from fans. You know, people wondering how they're going to get their 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 back pays, their royalties, their you know their their incentives for when a film does well. So now apparently, Warner Brothers will be crafting new talent deals to compensate say it's it's actors and it's directors uh for the hbo max release planned uh, originally it was only gal gadot and patty jenkins that kind of yeah got like you know the, the the little nudge where it's just like hey we got you we're gonna pay you as if this film did it's projected one billion dollars which this film didn't even come close to doing one billion dollars patty jenkins just made off like a bandit and she's running over to she's running over to rogue squadron with like just dropping bills of like money like out of her ass and she's running over there to start production on that to start uh pre-production on that so (laughs) yeah wb definitely regretted that move for sure for sure uh you know i i wonder if wb is regretting just doing this entire hbo max deal because i think i think they caught a lot of backlash from the industry for doing it big time and and, big and, time. and now they're probably kind of finding out that like they had some projects that were just starting to heat up and and, and they were they were trying to 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 look for talent for it and they weren't getting it talent wasn't showing up and they're like well we need to start bringing in that talent if we want these movies to succeed and we want quality so we're gonna have to broker a new deal with our talent over this hbo max but what's interesting is they're not backtracking on that they're still gonna. They're still gonna keep doing it. I think the next the next big movie to come out on HBO Max will be Mortal Kombat. So hey, we'll be watching. I'm very much looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. Next news story. All right. Speaking of streaming, Amazon Prime has released details about its Lord of the Rings series. Yeah, I've been wondering what this is going to be about. Yeah, I'm sure some people in the know, big fans of Lord of the Rings, have probably been following this project probably a little bit closer than Jay and I have and maybe some of you have back at home. But... I in my head I was like oh, I guess we're gonna retell Lord of the Rings but in, in a series and that's fine you can fit in all the stuff that was in the novels and stuff like that but it turns out no this is going to take place during quote the heroic legends of the fabled second age of Middle Earth's history the epic drama is set thousands of years before the events of Tolkien's The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings and will take viewers back to an era in which great powers were forged, kingdoms rose to glory, and fell to ruin. Unlikely heroes were tested, hope hung by the finest of threads, and the greatest villain that ever flowed from Tolkien's pen threatened to cover all the world in darkness." Say what? All right, then. Keep your secrets. Well, no. Uh, this is all you, buddy, because yeah, I, I well, can care I, less about the... I'm not a big Lord of the Rings fan either. The, but the series. So, obviously, they're talking about Sauron, and, and I, I think they're I think this is going to tell that f- 
the story of like that first war against Sauron and his forces when he gets the one ring um, and, and uses its power to kind of overshadow and take over Middle Earth. It, it kind of seems like that's where they're going with it. Look, I was going to check out this series anyway, even though I'm not a big Lord of the Rings fan. This is this is such a big deal that. I was like, I'm going to check it out regardless, right? Like, this is like Watchmen, like when Watchmen series is coming to HBO. Sure, sure. That's a big deal. I'm going to check this out. And you really liked it. I I ended up liking Watchmen. I didn't love Watchmen from the beginning, though. Okay. And and we'll we'll talk about uh, another HBO series that I was not so hot on when it first started, but really grew to love later on in our top five. Next news story. Lord of the Rings isn't the only thing coming back. Me and Jay did a news story a couple weeks ago about Dexter's Return, the limited series that would kind of end Dexter while not attaching Dexter to the previous Dexter. Like, it's going to be its own thing. It's going to stand alone, I suppose. Still unsure how they're going to do that without touching upon the old show. I'm sure... I'm sure they will, but there there won't be like a, a knowledge base. Yeah, but the ending, the but show. the ending of the series um, had Dexter completely remote. You know, so you can essentially do a it complete did. branch off with, sure. with Dexter doing something different with new characters. So originally, you and I were theorizing that, like, oh well, Dexter's obviously going to be. I I even said like. Alaska is the serial killer capital of 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 the United States and the world because it's so remote, transient people, etc., yeah. etc. Turns out it's not going to be there. He's not going to be a lumberjack. It's, Maine? No. It's, <laughs> no nope. It's That'd be another good option. Worse, upstate New York. Motherfuckers going to Utica. <laughs> same, same thing. <laughs> same thing. Same thing. Uh, but no, it will take place uh, in upstate New York. He won't be a lumberjack in Oregon or Alaska or Canada. They're, they're, they're going to move on from, from the ending of that series and they're going to start him somewhere else. And based on what we've heard, where it's not going to have a whole lot to do with the original Dexter series, we may not even know how he got to upstate New York. It may just be one of those things that just is the way it is. I know, but you know, so much of my love for Dexter was... You know, Florida and that that sun, that glow, the, you know, the outfits like it was just a fun. That's just the way it is. I don't know. It's just a fun. Things will never be the same. I know. That's just the way it is. I do like the casting of the villain. Fuck you, Jay. (laughs) Next news story. All right, Jay. Kevin Feige. You gotta say it. Hey, Feige. Feige. Oh. Kevin Feige. 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 So Kevin Feige, uh, yeah, big producer over there, president of, uh, of of Marvel Films, has announced officially, and this is official, we've all kind of known this, Deadpool 3 will be rated R. Okay. Deadpool 3 will also officially be in the MCU. My chrome penis friend back there has agreed to do me this solid. In exchange, I said that I would consider joining his boy band. It's not boy band. Sure, it's not. Yeah, I, I. He's in it. I, I, I know. It, I know. Well, I mean, could really, honestly, it re- I really just was like, oh, could okay. Kevin Feige? Could he ignore the popularity that Deadpool was? And I say was because I wonder whether when Deadpool 3 comes out, like how they're going to keep this in the zeitgeist. They're going to have to continue it's, with marketing and news stories. It's exactly to- what I was just going to say. It's going to be the genius of Ryan Reynolds' marketing team. 
Ryan Reynolds is currently working currently working on the script of, of Deadpool three. Yeah. That's right. Ryan Reynolds is a writer on this one, but he's he's not the sole writer. He is he no, he's kind of like the not. lead writer. He's the producer. He's kind of leading the story. Sure. Um, but he's he, he's not writing the screenplay. Right. Right. So, right. Because um, I, I was a little worried when I read like the news story, and it was like, oh, he's he's writing the script, and I was like, he's what? <laughs> <laughs> he, he's writing the script and I was like and I, I went to Ryan Reynolds like screen I went to his IMDB and I was like has this motherfucker written anything before no because I got really worried and I was like oh he's just no, he's, he's just, just a head writer on he, it he's, well yeah because he's a producer he wants that little bit more right. hand in it I mean that's exactly I think in a, in a lot of ways I think the first Deadpool he probably had a lot of hand hands on creator that's all it is he's, 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 so you but, know, being a part of Disney and being rated R is going to be interesting. I don't know how may R- not be Disney. Remember, this will still probably be a, a, a 20th century studios. Gotcha. 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 Okay. Um, but um, no, I'm excited. It's going to be really funny. I mean, I, you know, but I, it is going to love- have that MCU logo. It's going to have that. Dun, 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 dun. And it's going to show like the Deadpool comics and stuff. And it'll yeah. say Marvel Studios at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, so. yeah, that's pretty exciting. It'll be there. That is exciting. It'll be there. And I like the Ryan's little, little, little mention of his first order of business, which was finding the motherfucker who killed Bambi's mother. Yeah, <laughs> now that I'm part of Disney, I'm gonna find that motherfucker. <laughs> first order of business. I want to. I, I want to find. Uh, I want to find out where Walt's frozen head is. Next news story. RJ, this uh, news made me weep just a little bit. This isn't sad news. This is happy news. It's just one of those happy, happy things. Aww. So over on uh, Bethesda's Twitter page, they announced that there is a new Indiana Jones game coming from Machine Games in collaboration with Lucasfilm Games. And I couldn't be happier, Jay. We are getting a new Indiana Jones game. When was the last time they had a game? Oh, my God. Years ago. Back on the PS2, there were two games. There was Indiana Jones and the Emperor's Tomb. Played the shit out of it. It was okay. And then there was Indiana Jones and the Staff of Kings. Played the shit out of it. Wasn't that good. <laughs> that one was also on the mm. Wii as well. But uh, th- that was kind of the last time there was like proper Indiana is Jones Wii games. Is Wii still out in the world right now? Or are they I'm gone? sure it is. I mean... You know, some people are, are probably still out there bowling and playing tennis. And I whatnot. like tennis. tennis. I know. Tennis was my I shit. I knew you would. <laughs> you didn't like golf? They no, golf. No, no, no. I, I, tennis was my thing. Wasn't yeah. fucking real enough. I didn't like it. the bowling. I didn't like anything else. Oh, just, I love the bowling. Tennis was my favorite. I love the bowling. I was good at the bowling. I actually figured out how to put spin on the ball, and I got like I, I bowled my first three hundred game on Wii bowling. <laughs> I I just thought it was more. It was more accurate. The tennis okay. was more like you, you can get into it a little bit more. It was a little bit more accurate as far as the movements. Um, I don't know. For I was some reason, very, I just enjoyed playing it more. This is a weird tangent, but I was very disappointed while playing with my girlfriend at the time we were playing Wii that like not every woman playing tennis did the... Except instead of her doing it, it was you. <laughs> I was going... <laughs> Oh, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um. Stay on target. Stay on target. Yeah. So uh, you know, uh, I can't wait. I fucking a Bethesda games is 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 kind of a fucking gem. They've had very few missteps. They've had some, but like very few missteps. And I couldn't think of anybody else to take on the property of Indiana Gems, bring it to game form uh, better than them. So. Uh, 
color me excited, sir. Alrighty then. Next news story. RJ, final news story here. Netflix, kind of a big deal these days, wants everybody to know that their 2021 movie lineup is completely star fucking studded. It's got so much fucking star bling. It's yeah. fucking bedazzled practically. Ton of movies are saying there's going to be a new movie every single week every in single, 2021. Every single week in 2021, which there practically is a new movie every week now. It's just whether you want to watch them all. I guess flip. an original movie, they're saying, like a like a new original right. movie. You know, brought to you by Netflix. So it, it's got stars such as uh, Jason Momoa, Dwayne Johnson, Chris Helmsworth, Gal Gadot, Leonardo DiCaprio, and they really want you to know that Leonardo cast. DiCaprio is there. Mm-hmm. Jennifer Lawrence, and they really want you to know Jennifer Lawrence is there uh, because the last shot of their sizzle reel was just those two looking at each other. No words, no context or anything that's going on. It's yeah, just like, I hated that. That was so fucking <laughs> stupid. It was just like, hey, we got these people. Can you believe it? Yeah. Can you believe this shit? We got Jordan fucking Belfer and Mystique standing on a tarmac, staring out of the cargo bay yeah. of a plane. Apparently in a comedy? In a comedy? <laughs> but anyway. Uh, and, and then we also got like movies from Melissa McCarthy uh, and a film that's being directed by Justice League director Zack Snyder. So uh, this is a real... Didn't it doesn't do a whole lot to like get me hard or anything? No, like that. it didn't. I was surprised. Really, it was the stars kind of talking about the films that they're that they're being in without giving out any details whatsoever. But for sure, based on based on what we saw, the ones that are that are going to be like the big ones to take notice of are Red Notice. Uh, Red Notice is a film which will star Dwayne Johnson, Gal Gadot, and Ryan Reynolds. And it's going to be an action film which uh, centers on a global alert to hunt and capture the world's most wanted. We get a little bit of some of the jokes in the sizzle reel. And clearly, Netflix watched Hobbs and Shaw and went, well, the only good thing to take away from Hobbs and Shaw is the fact that Ryan Reynolds and Dwayne Johnson bounced off each other really well. Now, let's turn that into an entire movie, add Wonder Woman, and we got ourselves fried fucking gold. Yeah. And I'm buying it. I'm probably going to watch that one. <laughs> I also watched Six Underground with Ryan Reynolds, which was a Netflix. Yeah, I didn't. Kind of regretting that one. Yeah. Kind of regretting it. Yeah. Can't, <laughs> couldn't do that one. So another one that, that got a prominent placement in this scissor reel was Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead, which will star Dave Batista and Ella Purnell. And uh, this is going to follow what looks like special forces uh, or mercenaries taking on the dead. Yeah. And what's interesting is Dave Batista action porn turned down James Gunn and being in the Suicide Squad um, to be in Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead. I think it's because he was going to actually be able to branch out and have a little bit more of a leading role and and kind of right. you know try and do something a little bit more as a leading man instead of being part of the ensemble with a, a known. Uh, broad cast of characters you know I, also, I think it was a smart move on his part it's a roll of the dice it is a roll of the dice it is yeah. however i think it was it's what he wants to do because you know him and suicide Squad's gonna draw people's attention to him as drax and kind of sure. have like this whole you know like 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 this whole thing like it's good to see him there and stuff like that blah 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 relationship yeah. with james gunn yeah. but he doesn't feel like he should be typecast just because he's a big muscly dude in being in superhero films and that's fine that's fine. Roll the dice, dude. You might be back in WWE sooner than you think. <laughs> hey, look at The Rock. 
he, he's our next president. <laughs> the Rock loves coming back to WWE. So uh, Dave Batista, not so much. He had a, he had a falling out with WWE. He's got good tequila, uh, by the way. Who Batista? The Rock, baby. Then uh, the 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 big film that they wanted you to know. Uh, this is the one that's the most star studded, and they needed you to fucking know how star studded it was. Uh, it is Adam McKay's "Don't Look Up," which is a sci-fi comedy drama which will star Leonardo DiCaprio, Jennifer Lawrence, Jonah Hill, and a slew of motherfucking other people, oh, yeah. including Meryl Kate Streep, Blanchett, Meryl Kate Streep, Blanchett. Jonah Hill. Timothy Chalamet. Timothy Chalamet. All kinds of people. Uh, and it's going to tell the story of two low-level astronomers who go on a giant media tour to warn mankind of an approaching comet that will destroy the planet. And then also, uh, you know, they, they want to let you know that there are some comedies coming, like uh, Eric Andre's Bad Trip, and then Howie Berry's first directed film, Bruised. And the superhero comedy Thunder Force, which will star Melissa McCarthy and Octavia Spencer. Uh, Escape Spiderhead, which will star Chris Helmsworth, Miles Teller, Journey Smollett. Yeah, Chris Hemsworth looked sexy as shit. He always looks sexy as shit. Don't Driving that boat. Don't even, don't even try to make it sound like Ooh. Chris Helmsworth has an ugly day. You know, the most accurate Chris Helmsworth has looked to himself was when he was in that. It was when he was in the uh, the reboot of Vacation with Ed Helms, and you just see him in his underwear, and he's got like this massive fucking dong. And I was like, "That's my Chris Helmsworth right there." <laughs> Thor don't need a hammer. The hammer's in his fucking underwear. That's Lauren's favorite movie, probably. Lauren did like that scene quite a bit. Not gonna lie. <laughs> so uh, apparently, Dave got lucky that night. I did not. <laughs> I couldn't live up to it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh Netflix wants you to know that they got it going on over there in 2021. Uh you're already subscribed. I am pretty sure Netflix is halfway to ruling the world right now. They're 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 kind of like Disney and we've even done news stories before we were like yeah, Netflix they are has, a version of Disney. Yeah, has kind of like sort of it, you know it they, they don't talk about their revenue very much but like if all sources are to believe, they're kind of up there with Comcast, who owns Universal and NBC and stuff like that, and Disney, who obviously owns a lot. And you know, they're 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 up there with these with these big companies. They are a big studio, despite the fact that Steven Spielberg would like to do everything in his fucking power to keep them from making movies that can be awards nominated. It's it's that 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 ship has sailed. Eckhart, think about the future. It's true. I mean, seriously, I mean, you know, I get it. You know, it's just people don't want to change, you know. Going I mean, back to what, episode one of is. Super Movie Brothers, who most people can't listen to, we talked about the age of streaming, and we kind of like talked about how we thought Netflix was going to take over Hollywood, and we weren't wrong. No, we Stars want to work with them. Creators want to work with them because they have like a hands-off, laissez-faire type, you know, attitude They give attitude them a lot towards of support. It. They yeah. give them a lot of money. And they give them a lot of creative freedom. And the nice part about it is, if people don't like that movie, ah, fuck it. We got another movie coming out next week. Maybe you'll like that one. (laughs) And that is part of their model. You know, they they really like to churn them out. You know, I think, you know, they like to just... They're like high roll rolling gamblers almost like you know they they, they really yeah. try to put the, the right pieces together okay go do your thing yeah. and then they just fuck off like, and they just let them be and Ma- like if it works it works if it doesn't it doesn't Melissa McCarthy's and Thunder Force on. I'll probably watch that right I'll watch it but like <clears throat> and I won't <laughs> I'm not gonna I, I'm not gonna like it I know I'm not gonna like it yeah I don't know what it is just something about the concept I'm tired of Melissa McCarthy I am tired of her 
so like I, I I'm tired of like these these knockoff superhero films that are trying to turn to change the genre and put it on its head. Let the people who are working in the genre change it and turn it on its head. Oh, well said. So, you know, and, and it's like, I, I know I'm not going to like it. Red Notice, that's probably going to be another six underground. It's probably going to be over bloated action porn. It's just so. But don't look up. I'm definitely looking forward to it. I like Adam McKay. I, I do like the star power behind it, and I am curious about it. And I'm certainly curious about, alone. Sure. about Zack Snyder getting back into the zombie sure. genre sure. and kind of giving us what like half and half might be like at least in my head a sequel to his dawn of the dead which is still probably his best movie yeah you love it i love that movie it's one of his best movies so like that gets me excited returning to a genre that kind of made him it made him yeah of course we could also see how far he's regressed if he goes back to that genre possibly possibly another reason that i'm interested so it for our news this week we still got a top five to do we're we're like 40 minutes like 40 minutes into this podcast and we still got a top five to do we're doing our top five new shows of 2020 All right, Jen, we talk about TV on the show quite a bit, uh, even though this is Super Movie Bros. I don't know why the emphasis is on the bros. The emphasis should have been on Super Movie Bros. Uh, but every now and then we talk about TV. We like to talk about, most of the time, it's like cinematic TV. But the, the lines have been blurred, you know, if, if if you will, over, I would say, over the past like decade and even more. Lines sure. have been blurred between cinema and TV. You know, more cinematic television is, is, is kind of what we've been getting. And Thankfully. It's it's tough to talk about TV because there's so much out there. There's so much out there that it's really tough to really narrow it down, you know, and there's stuff that that we're obviously going to miss. So with this list, we do encourage people to reach out to us on the social medias, drop us a line in the email if you, if you can for anything that you watch that you think we might enjoy because me and Jay are always on the search for new things to watch and new things to discuss. Uh, yep. So, but like with, with TV, there's just so much out there that like what I watch doesn't always necessarily jive with what Jay watches. Oh, yeah. What we are watching may not jive with what you're watching. But and again, you know, time. This is the, this is another one of those interesting things about TV compared to movies. It is so much more of a time investment. It so is. So you have to pick and choose wisely. It is. At least I know I try to because and uh, it's, and it's a lot. And I'm a binge bitch. Where like you yes, know I yes. I like to binge my TV. I'm not a big fan of like the the weekly thing. Mm. I put up with it for things like the Mandalorian and stuff. But when when it comes out or the boys like it was this year because I like the content. So I'm willing to, to put the time in. And I'm willing to do the waiting. But I prefer to do binging. I prefer the entire season to be given to me all at once. So there's there, there's things. That that I I might miss at times because the first season may have come out, but I'm I'm kind of waiting to see how season two does and stuff like that before I jump into it and before I really get on it. So these are our top five new TV series in 2020 that are our favorites or that we enjoy. Sure. So so take the oh always take any of our top fives with a grain of salt because this is a what we've seen be our favorites and we're not necessarily saying that they are the best we're not saying this is the quintessential but we think it deserves your time and maybe you might want to check them out if you haven't already so without any further delay jay what's your number five my number five is hbo's we are who we are 
I don't want you to see those people. They're just gonna fill your head with shit. Do we think that being male means knowing how to shoot guns and pee standing up? We are, we are. The youth of a nation, we are we. It's Pete. Good, good song. L- little P.O.D. <laughs> little P.O.D. right there. Just to take you back to high school. Oh, yeah. That was a good throwback right there. And uh, so this one, I talked about it, I think, briefly before in a previous episode a few months back. Um, this is written and directed and developed by Luca Guadagnino. And I do, you know, I do enjoy most of his work. And I think this was an interesting um, experiment with how tv is constructed with a miniseries um i don't believe there's a season two i could be wrong there might be one but this follows you know americans living in italy on a military base and the family dynamics the relationships between the teenagers and the kids and the and development and puberty and sexuality so many aspects and so many different things are explored with this and this is shot um technically in the time frame right uh i believe right before trump was elected so it's about you know five or so years ago and um it's a some episodes are you know so so but some sing i mean really really strong episodes that really you know were very interesting and um good really good stuff really powerful stuff but overall it's definitely a creative exercise that i think will it's not for everybody. Okay. That way. Yeah. You know, for some people. I, I remember you. I don't think you would like it. Yeah. I example. remember you describing this show uh, a couple months ago when you had watched it. And I literally told you, like, this is not for me. Like, this is no, not no, something no, for no, me. No, no. I would certainly give it its go. If it's a Jay's Indie Corner fan group, then you can go check this I out. I would certainly, <laughs> like, I'll, I'll give anything a try, even once, including licking buttholes. Uh, <laughs> a little bit of pre roll. <laughs> yeah. Callback. Oh, yeah. But anyway. Join our Patreon for more content on there. Uh, but, but I mean, I'll give it its fair shake if like I'm into it, like you know, first time, f- first episode and stuff like that. I, I I might give it its go. RJ, my number five, a little bit different. Uh, it it is still of like a bit of a darker tone, uh, but this is an FX original series, uh, and it stars Martin Freeman. And it is about a, I, I can't even call them a husband and a wife because they're, they're not married, but it is a couple, a committed couple who are raising uh, two children in, in London and it's called Breeders. Imagine me and you and you and me so happy together. He's perfect. You guys happy? <laughs> no, don't be doubt. How can we be late again? Bloody hell. Well, who is happy with two kids under seven? I need a poo. Everyone shouts at that kids. It's different that, believe me. There we go. Oh, mother, be reasonable, you prick. Breeders, it's it's like the dark side of parenting, which is like my favorite part about it. Because mm. like Martin Friedman will say things to his kids that you you'd be shocked to hear like people say, but we all think it. We all think it. Like we we all we all, it, it gets so it's a, like no filter kind of thing. Exactly, of it's no filtered parenting. <laughs> I love right? it. I love the, it. You know, it's okay. it's it's not your sitcom parenting. Now let me ask you this: Is he actually saying it, or or are they playing his thoughts? No, he's saying it. Oh, okay, <laughs> no, he's okay. saying it. He's saying okay. it. He's okay. Like uh, 
it's some of the funniest shit like uh that comes out of his mouth but like there's also real heart in it and stuff like that and there's also real darkness and real despair also but it, it's this dark comedy uh, pretty much about parenting about uh, about a committed relationship and just like about life and stuff like that and given where i am at the age that i am uh Your current situation with yeah. kids of my yeah. own and stuff like yeah. that you know i I don't, I don't have any relationship issues you know like that me and lauren are as strong as we ever been and hopefully about to get stronger with a baby on the way and stuff like that however i am the type That's of what they all say <laughs> i am the type of cynical person that martin freeman is in this who has the same type of concerns and often will say things to his kids that p- other people would think are uncouth and stuff like that mm-hmm. or say things about their sure. kids that other people would think are uncouth but it's like look I know things about my kid that you don't know. And I could tell you this in a conversation about my child and know that that's their future. And yeah, I may seem dark and I may seem, I I may seem negative, but it's more realistic. It's more sarcastic. It's more like, you know, sure. It's it's a pessimistic view of life and it, it gets me as a person very well. And there's a lot of times where I laughed in this series and there's one episode that actually like, kind of made me cry too so it's it's an interesting series uh it's it's called breeders it is an fx original series but uh obviously since fox is now owned by disney all fx original series are now streaming on hulu so you can check out the entire first season now on hulu fantastic um i'm kind of intrigued actually on this one yeah Um, love it i i think you would find it incredibly funny i think i would it's probably one of martin freeman's best yeah, and I'm so. a fan of his. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, my number four, Hulu's High Fidelity. I ran into my ex last night. So how was it, you know, seeing him? You know that scene at the end of Braveheart where they rip all his entrails out and he's like, freedom! But it's like a positive thing, you know, because he like inspired his people or whatever. Yeah. Like that, but without the silver lining. My God. All right. This one is a heartbreaker because, unfortunately, this was not picked up for season two. I think there's an outside chance this might get picked up somewhere else. I Maybe not, but... That disappoints me a lot because I enjoyed this show a lot. Me yes. and Lauren binged this show. We were very did. happy to, yeah. to for it to continue. And I was waiting for it to get to that point with that the movie gets to. And I like that it took its time with it because it makes it feel more realistic. Like that, right. that coming of age story that it is. It makes more sense that it takes time to get to that point. And that's what I liked about this because they had the time to flesh this out and take its time. It wasn't a two-hour film right. with John Cusack. Because if you, if you watch the High Fidelity character. film... right. Somewhere in the third act, he just he, he kind of has his epiphany, his revelation. It gets quick. It gets quick, and yeah. and, and and everything turns around very quickly, yes. and and it kind yeah. of ends. And it's like this was a very pessimistic view of life. This was a very like dour type story with a lot of comedy in it. Don't get me wrong, sure, sure. but you know it, the turn happens very quick in the film. So I was excited to see them get to that turn more slowly and take more time with the character and take more time to explain it which was exciting because you know i thought zoe kravitz zoe kravitz was a great inspired casting choice and i think she did a fantastic job she was. i loved all the supporting characters with her um all fresh faces who i've never seen before i thought they all did a fine job and it doesn't hurt that she has this I don't this offbeat sense of beauty. I want to say like we're like you're extremely attracted to her, but she's not anything that you would so say unique, is, so original. She's gorgeous. Don't get me wrong, but fresh, she's, but it's not know. anything that you would say is like quote unquote hot. You know, hot. She's hot. Yeah, yeah. and um, and you know, it, for she me, draws you in. It's is what I'm saying. And it, I think it's still worth a watch, even though it was canceled. This season one is still worth. This is the first I'm hearing the it's canceled. I was looking. 
forward to a season two. So, well, I think it's COVID related. Um, okay, initial response, but mm, I don't know. It's just it's hard to say if this will ever happen again. That's what that that's my biggest downside to streaming services. Because this is, was shot like I think in New York. So I mean, you know, the, you know, city, New York city shooting is going to be a challenge. New York, you know, how oh, they're doing it with Spider Man right now. They're doing it with uh with uh Hawkeye as well. So yeah, I could be wrong. It can't. I, happen. I don't know. I don't. It can't happen. But no, I um, I, this is the first time I'm hearing about it, and I'm 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 a little I'm a little I'm a little upset. You know, I would like to see it continue. I would like to see this story go on. I agree. It's definitely one of those shows that like me and my wife enjoyed together and loved having like little conversations about about relationships and about like this and that and like and great music by the way oh, oh fantastic yeah, yeah. music i mean you know both both the high fidelity movie no, and high fidelity both, both were fantastic and that's so crucial to the project it and, is and, and the and uh, the world it is for sure all right jay my number four uh, uh tv show i talked about last week uh f- or maybe two weeks ago who knows flight attendant i met alex on the plane we had dinner in bangkok we went back to his hotel there's no escape i can't when I woke up in the morning, he was so alive. I think they know you're lying. Uh, the one with, with Kaylee Cuckoo. Right, right. I talked right. about it, so I don't want to talk about it too long here, but she's a flight attendant. She sleeps with a man from first class, wakes up next to his dead body, and the Alfred Hitchcock-esque comedy, you know, case of mistaken identity and stuff like that ensues uh and i absolutely loved it i, I love it for that hitchcockian nature of it but i also love it for its dark comedy i love it for kaylee cuckoo's acting i love it for all the stuff that happens inside her head it's funny it's dark it's a little bit gory it's a little bit it's a little bit slutty it makes me feel a little bit dirty at times but like it's mm. all the stuff i love i love it yeah. i love it. It's, a, it, it it's definitely worth your time it's on hbo max and um if you haven't checked it out yet came out at the tail end of 2020 was supposed to come out earlier in 2020 but actually the 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 last two episodes took a little bit longer to film because of covid and again jay they were filming in the city live in new york so yeah okay good jay what do you got for your number three my number three is hulu's the great emperor peter i present this evergreen and i hope it will be a symbol of our feelings for each other that we will be constant in caring all our lives she gave me a twig. She's not another inbred, is she? It wasn't mentioned. I remember you talking about this back in uh, back in early pandemic days. This oh, was yes. one of those ones that you were you were all about. I really was, and I was very much surprised by this one as well because I didn't have much uh, expectations going into it. You know, this is following Elle Fanning and Nicholas Holt, hot young couple, and by God they are, and they are deliciously fantastic in their roles. She plays a royal woman who gets married off to uh, a 18th century Russian emperor, and and you know this is such a great you know cat and mouse soap opery kind of like humorous but dark humor but yet it's still violent and and you know, there's so many twists and turns and surprising fresh original sp- you know sprinkled in aspects of the show that that you know gives it a lot of fresh breath into this kind of era right and it's also seen time and time again 
And this has been picked up for season two, which I'm happy to hear. But it's also um, timely that it's a, a female-led story, number one. But not only that, sure. she, she was the female ruler of Russia and from you, 1962 and to 1962. slowly see her progress right. into becoming more of right. a, um, a strong leader within the house right. and within that, that mean, new country. She ruled one of the largest empires in the world yeah. from 1762 to 1796 uh, following a coup d'etat, mm-hmm. an overthrow of her of her husband and cousin Peter the third. So uh, there, there's a lot of stories, a lot of depth here because not only and was she the wife of an emperor, yeah. she goes on to become the empress. Yeah. And they're the taking their, they're powerhouse. taking their time to develop the story and it's cool. fantastic. And they do a really good job with it. It's, um, it's a surprisingly really strong show. And I think you and Lauren pro- would probably, both enjoy this. It's one, it's one of those things that's like really hard for me because like having my brother who's a history buff, my father who's a history buff, myself who who enjoys history and learning about history and stuff like that. I know the actual story and stuff like that through history. It doesn't mean I know. I the think nuances. this first season you don't even have to worry too much about the yeah. But that's history. what I worry about in like subsequent seasons, character driven, where they get into it, and, and then I then I got to start doing that thing where like my brain is just like, well, that's not how it was, <laughs> and it's like, and then I hate myself for being that guy, but then I yeah. am that guy. And it's like, well, fuck me. Fuck me. Fucking sideways. (laughs) But no, I think you're right. I think I should check this series out because I do love historical series. RJ, my number three Netflix original series here. This is a limited series. Anya Taylor Joy fucking killed it in The Queen's Gambit. Start your clock. I absolutely love this series. Uh, this this was one of those series where like I, I I could care less when I watched the trailer. I was like chess, boo, who cares? I don't even know how to play chess. And here's the thing: I didn't get into the fad like everyone else does. I still don't know how to play chess, and I don't care. Yeah, yeah, I don't I care. Agree. You know, I, I thought that the acting was absolutely fantastic. I thought the story was so much more down to earth and so much more of a character driven story than I had originally thought. You know, but they also do this fantastic thing where like. By knowing the character, by the time we're getting to the end, I feel like I'm watching Rocky Four. Like every move of a chess piece, I feel mm-hmm. like Rocky is fucking hitting. You know, they make, <laughs> Ivan Drago they make it in the athletic. face. I know. It's, I know. It's, it's a sports movie it's, almost. It's really it turns good. into right? like it's so weird. I'm watching two people play chess, but I'm sitting on the edge of my seat, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh my god, she just went into the Sicilian, but he's also great at the Sicilian. Yeah. What's the Sicilian? <laughs> <laughs> Never go in against a Sicilian when death is on the line. <laughs> it doesn't matter, but you're in it. Like you, you know what, what's happening. Fantastic but because job. of the acting, the nuances on their faces, and and just that—that that was one of the most genius things about it. Is like not only did they learn how to play chess, right. but how to play chess within the character, within the scene, yeah. and know how the emotional reactions would be throughout each move and, you know? and also the way like she she changes people's minds and stuff like that like the way like the way characters come back into the story later on and stuff sure, like that sure. i real i really enjoy it as well so yeah. there's a lot to enjoy here queen's gambit obviously you know the series that i i was not expecting to like and it's one of those ones that like i i stayed away from because of the hype and then when i watched it i went it's fully deserved like that hype is just it's just there it's yeah. fully deserved and she'll be checked out um i'm sure most people have checked it out at this point it's it's still still on netflix top 10 as of today is it yeah Still. I know it does bounce back and forth, up and down on Still it, there. and um, it's kind of like Cobra Kai. I think you know, both of them are are just kind of you know um, 
back and forth yo-yoing within within their own success, just like Shit's Creek, you know? Yeah. Long-running success. It's really good. All right, Jay, and, what's your number two? Uh, my number two is Apple's Ted Lasso. Oi, mate, this is you. I believe it is. Wicked. You coaching football. You are a legend for doing something so stupid. I mean, it's mental. By far, another huge surprise. I, I took a while for me to get into this show. One of the best comedies out there right now, for sure. So happy it got picked up again for a season two and, and a show season three as well. And a, and a show that like literally made me almost weep at some points. Where like yeah. it's it's really weird how this how this show you know brings you to gleeful highs and you're just you're just enjoying the you quickly understand the characters yeah you do very quickly and it's a huge ensemble but the positivity of ted lazlo is so infectious that like you yeah. you're riding the crest of the wave with him because he he he, he elevates you there he makes yeah. you feel that way and then to watch that character have some of his lowest lows as well fucking breaks your heart yeah and and jason sudeikis just kills it and, right. he, and he does a great job with this and and i think the the ensemble cast who again are mainly nobodies who i've never seen before as well all do fantastic job with you know within their own roles and i think you know the showrunner the filmmakers behind this are doing a fantastic job they, they really know how to nail that magic button between it comedy was- and drama and and story and keeping it yeah, like cobra kai realistic. It, 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 it's like yeah, this is cheesy. And it's soccer. I love fucking yeah. soccer, of course. But like <laughs> it's the character that's cheesy and it, and it, it doesn't ask you a lot to buy into him. It, he's just so matter of fact and just the way he comes off is you just buy that as his character from minute 1. Yeah. He almost never wavers from that. Yes. And when he does, you know it's serious, which yes. which is one of the things that really hit me about it. RJ, my number 2, it, it had to be on here cuz all of his films have been on my top five list. He is the writer and, if you believe the stories, ghost director of Dread 3D, Dread 2012. Uh. He is the the writer and director of Ex Machina, which is a film I can't believe some people still haven't seen. He is the writer and director of Annihilation, one of my top five films from two years ago that we reviewed with sure. Paul from The Countdown Pod. He is also the writer and executive producer of this television show, Devs. What am I actually doing here? I'm not going to tell you. Don't worry. You're going to figure it out. The last time I saw him, he was headed toward Devs. And then he disappears. Something bad happened to him. You know what happened to him. If you came for answers, ask me what you don't know. What is Devs? Devs is an absolutely fantastic show. It's one of those shows that like it, it does it does its deep sci-fi dives. It does its it, it gets it gets really deep into a subject matter and then that then it kind of feels like it educates you on that subject matter. Um, but then at the same time, you get completely lost. It's one of those shows that like if you're not watching and listening to 
everything that is said, you can get lost very quickly. But luckily, I went into this knowing that it's an Alex Garland-led project. So you knew so how to prepare I, yourself yeah. a little bit. I mean, yeah. it, it's about computer engineers. They're investigating a the development of a division uh, of their employer to, that, that is creating some of the most cutting-edge tech in San Francisco and in the world. And there is also the disappearance uh, of a person that, that, that is personal to our main character and stuff like that right. that may be tied up and all of this but also like it just gets into like a, a, something different for Alex Garland because so much of like what Alex Garland does is like this deep sci-fi stuff but this is stuff that is staped in real future science like this is stuff that we're not too far off sure, sure. from getting to and it's also it's visually stunning and everything like that so, I, I have to uh, confess I think I watched two or three episodes and I, I gave up on it this is a slow um, burn I'm I was not surprised gonna... that I did um, but I think there was a reveal or a turn and I didn't like it where it just maybe I should have gave it one more episode to see how they went with that that turn yeah at the end of the episode and i kind of uh, it didn't sit well with me so i just sort of let let it go yeah. look <laughs> I, I feel bad because i feel like i should have given it a shot a full shot i think you should this is one of those that long right it's eight episodes yeah that's not long this is one of those series where it's like it should be taken as a whole instead of like as as by episodes you know oh, okay I mean? binge it you're saying yeah it's a binge it's a binge series because um, oh but that's something we never really talk about too much there are shows that are stronger in a binge. Now, I'm not saying and binge some it. shows are stronger. I'm not saying binge it all at once because it's it's kind of like a well, it's eight hours every time. <laughs> it's eight hours every time, but also like it's it's heavy. So like maybe like maybe like watch two or three episodes, get to a point where you feel like you'll you mentally lose your sharpness and and you, sure. you need to stay kind of within the for show sure. and stay focused with it yeah for sure okay yeah that i i will probably get back into it because yeah. i again i also love alex garland as well and you know every once in a while i do enjoy a good sci-fi and a deep sci-fi especially from a quality guy like him but one of the things is like this isn't that deep sci-fi which well, is that's what, what i'm what, saying really, and that's what's key for me because i do struggle with sci-fi sometimes and this is yeah you more, and i had different views on annihilation the, i i've now watched well, annihilation like seven or eight times no like, i liked it a lot. i saw it three times i know, um, I, know I, I, I liked it a lot um it's just one of those things that i keep going back to and i find something new every time and it's like it's oh. it's a fun movie and it's got a lot going on with it um Maybe too much going on with it. <laughs> Actually, I'm, I'm kind of. I don't think I've seen it this year, so I, th- I might be due for a rewatch. Still out there, still streaming. So good. Check it out. Good, good, good. All right, Jay. Oh, we're, we're here. We're here to honorable mentions, man. What do you got for honorable? mentions? All right. So obviously, like you teased beforehand, the Last Dance uh, docu series Bulls highlighting the last season of the great team of the Chicago Bulls in the '90s, but also backtracking to the whole career of Michael Jordan. You talk about Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, and none other than Dennis fucking Rodman. That era, for sure. and The best era in basketball history. was so nostalgic for me because this is my first huge fanboy yeah. moment thing. This was my Star Wars when I was a kid. Like, I, I get I, it. I didn't know anything, I get it. but I was a sports kid. That's all I ever did. I'm not a basketball fan, so that's why I... I taped I all these care. games like i remembered all these highlights i you know it was but seeing that but also seeing the behind the scenes but also was seeing it as a 36 year old man 
you know, and no longer a nine year old. You know, like it, it's it's just really interesting for me to. It's to recent see history this. for you, but it's different now looking back on. Oh, it's it's unbelievable. Yeah. But I but not even just that, but just seeing like what was going on that I never paid attention to like the media like the world behind the scenes the drama how michael jordan was as a person you know his person he's a fucking asshole there's but, a cum, there, there's, there's, there's a cum stained dress in there somewhere <laughs> i'm pretty sure but it's a fascinating it's a fascinating I did show not it's worth have watch. sexual relations <laughs> with that woman uh quickly uh emily in paris on netflix definitely a cheesy show i watched it Anybody's Me and girl Lauren will it. love it. It's it's, I, okay. it's a guilty pleasure show. It's just that kind of show. I, I didn't it. hate it. I I really enjoyed it. I, I really enjoyed it. it. I was surprised how much I enjoyed it. I didn't. Hate um, it. I'm happy to hear that it's going to get picked up again too. And I then bet you um, are. <laughs> so is my wife. I know this much is true. Derek C and Francis TV show starring Mark Ruffalo playing twin brothers. I'm surprised um, this doubles. isn't in your top five. It's uh, heavy. I mean, don't it's, get me wrong. It's very. It's top ten. It's so. It's it so. is it is it is. Um, this is on a lot of like tough. number two and threes on people. Oh really? Top Interesting. Five Interesting. On people's top ten. It's lists. high quality. High quality. However, meet. I but saw a trailer and the trailer was like it's so dour, so heavy. It's yeah, so dev. It's so heavy, it. and the story sometimes goes into places where I didn't, I didn't care about Look, whatsoever. The conversations we have about your life off air are as heavy as I want to go. <laughs> and this show has real problems with people that feel real, and I was like, I don't want to deal with that. Uh huh. I don't want to deal uh, with that. Yeah. Right, what else you got in honorable mentions? The Undoing on HBO starring Nicole Kidman and Hugh Grant. It's mm. just a fun, semi-predictable kind of, you know, who done it, who mystery, who killed this person. I watched half of that drama. TV show. That's one of those ones Lauren was it's watching. Fine. I was in and out on it. Yeah. But I liked it. It's decent. It was it was it was pretty decent. Yeah. It was good to see Hugh Grant in a more of a dramatic kind of role. Um Normal People, I believe that was on Hulu as well. It's uh it's a long, broad character study of this complicated romance between two people from high school college and post-college um big fan a lot of people were big fans of the book apparently they did also enjoy the series as well so uh if you did watch the book i would recommend you know or if you did read the book (laughs) i would would recommend uh watching the series as well because a lot of people (laughs) like it and then finally of course tiger king Tiger King. You can't go without mentioning it. I, you can't. You it's can't, on. You it's can't. on my honorable mentions. As yeah, well. and you know, just because of the popularity and the, the 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 insane craziness of it all, and and that it was all true, and it's still true, and it's you know, and Trump might pardon him. Who knows? Well, <laughs> he's going to get impeached before he does that, probably. But anyway, it's it, it was a very interesting show, and it certainly uh, was fun to watch in the very early on weeks of the pandemic it was it, it was true that 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 show perfect I, timing for it it's tiger king is on my honorable mentions list because of the cultural phenomenon that it became because of the meme worthiness that it became and because of the fact that like i'm not gonna lie it was riveting i, I i've heard like stories that like all this was trumped up they 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 tricked people into doing these interviews and stuff i don't care it was riveting and I don't um, really believe that. I maybe underst- a little bit, maybe to some degree, but I now like 
Carol Baskins, that bitch Carol Baskins, like her, I was duped into watching this documentary because this documentary kind of sold me on the fact that it was blackfish, but for but for the the exotic animal sale industry, and that's that's the thing that I took away that was so haunting from all this of just how easy sure. it is for fifteen hundred dollars to get yourself a tiger cub. Tiger got out of the cage, man. All right, I'm sorry. And like how anybody can like just do but that. It's, but what's so interesting is like they I didn't know like. This is rare. And like these guys were famous. I mean, they had celebrities and shit going oh, yeah. to their places. And you're looking at the facilities and they're in the middle of nowhere. My favorite part is Shaq being like, I didn't know Tiger King. I never went to Tiger King's play. I know nothing about Tiger King. And it's like, motherfucker, there's footage of you. And yeah, you're it's fucking like, holding baby tigers. Yeah. Like, just admit the fact that like you're like all of us. And, and uh, you know, when you and I reviewed Tiger King, I already said, like, I'm guilty of this. I went to that dude that's that, that, that works out of South Carolina and out of Myrtle Beach. I went to his place. I held. I fed. I fed <laughs> the, the the dude who has a harem of women. Yeah, it is, yeah, yeah. I fed and, and, and I held baby tigers. I yeah. played with baby wolves, and this dude is exploiting animals for for both art entertainment and for his own money and stuff like that. And some of them are extremely rare and endangered animals. And the fact that that they obtained them illegally or treating them improperly and stuff like that, I didn't know any of that. But it, so it did make me feel that way. After I watched like Blackfish, where I was like, I mean, Blackfish didn't open my eyes to the to the worries that SeaWorld is and stuff like that. Tiger King, but did kind of open my eyes to like the exotic animal trade and stuff like that. So it did, it did land. It did. However, I think I think the comedy of it and 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 hitting at that right time and the meme worthiness of it far overshadows the message of what Tiger King was setting out. But it is on my honorable mentions list, so I wanted to I wanted to chime in. Absolutely. What's yours? All right, the rest of my uh, honorable mentions list is Dave, which uh, follows the exploits of real-life rapper Lil Dicky, uh, and it is fucking hilarious. Hmm. I suggest you watch Dave. That's like Breeders. It is a show that is streaming on uh, Hulu, okay. and uh, it is an FX original series. It's fucking hilarious. Jay, there's an entire episode about a milking table. Are you aware of what a milking <laughs> table is? This is where a dude lays on a table that has a hole cut out of it, and a woman lays underneath, and she slowly strokes his cock and milks it wait what the uh-huh. fuck there's an episode about, about yeah there's an episode about a milking table oh you need to watch this show i think you would God. like it. this show is quietly How have hilarious. you not told me about this shit? this show's fucking hilarious <laughs> i'm not kidding oh, uh, I, I will watch it tomorrow next is defending jacob this is the apple uh the the apple oh shit i forgot about that yeah the apple series okay. that that Ooh, stars that might have been on my uh honorable mention list yeah um, yeah, uh, uh, okay. I mean, it stars Chris Evans uh, as as a prosecutor whose son uh, becomes convicted of, well, not convicted, but at least tried for murder and stuff like that. So, very compelling, a little slow, yes. but still extremely riveting until the final episode, which I think really drops the ball, which is what kept it off my top fives. Right. Um, a docu series down to earth with zach efron which kind of goes through different oh countries sure yeah and looks at their ways of conservation and stuff like that and how to apply them to america very yeah. much like um like, like like michael moore did where he went to we went to different countries and mm-hmm. looked at education mm-hmm. and saw how we could apply that to to our country and stuff like that because america yeah. very low on the world stage as far as education goes uh america also very low in the world as far as conservation uh, as far uh, oh yeah yeah you know, uh conservation goes yeah and yeah i saw most of the episode i didn't see all of them but 
Um, they it were enjoyable. They were enjoyable. Made me like Zach Efron more as a person. I don't yeah. know whether that's who well he really intended. is and stuff. Well intended. Oh, no. Very he's well very transparent. Series. That's how. That's who he is. Another one, Lovecraft Country, Jay. Uh, this was a series that was on HBO, and it follows a young African-American couple who travels across the U.S. in the 1950s in search of their missing father but also there's monsters mm. <laughs> so obviously with the name like lovecraft it has to do with Naturally. with hp lovecraft and stuff like that very slow burn of a series at least for me i was not hooked right away okay. this is one of those ones where i had to force myself to watch it but by the time i got to the end of season one i was extremely impressed really enjoyed it two more that we already talked about you talked about high fidelity that's all my honorable mentions and then obviously tiger king which was on your honorable mentions all my honorable mentions we're here we're at number one jay <laughs> What's your number one? My number one of 2020 TV is Netflix's The Queen's Gambit. Men are going to come along and want to teach you things. Doesn't make them any smarter. You just let them blow by and you go on ahead and do just what and how you feel like. Someday you're going to be all alone. So you need to figure out how to take care of yourself. Tell the readers of life how it feels and to be a girl. Among all those men. I don't mind it. Chess isn't always competitive. Chess can also be beautiful. Watched it twice. It still holds up just as strong. Time it's viewing. interesting because like we watched this show together not together like in person but like you watched it at home i watched it at home we were watching yeah. it at the same time we talked about it on the show and then we kind of just like moved on and i don't think you and i really like got Raved into it much it with each other is what i mean like we talked about the show but like which is surprising i mean, so, I mean some people might be surprised to know but me and jay and, are actually friends and we actually talk <laughs> about things that we enjoy yeah. off air as much as we talk about it I, on air i wonder if it's because it was so hyped and it was so Maybe talked about where Maybe. I felt like it wasn't necessary to kind of. It's true. Dive That's into another thing more. we do. We're like we talk about. Um, we also like throw each other ideas off the air that we don't talk about on the air where it's like you should check this out you should check this out and stuff sure, like that sure. most of it's little known stuff so i guess maybe maybe because of the hype behind it we I didn't think, have to I talk about so. it. so i think that was mainly it but i uh, but also you know it was just such a perfect show like it was, yeah. i think they really nailed it in so many aspects between dr- we were the dramatic so aspects close of to all. having the same number ones again i know we were we so were close. we were we and, didn't um and and you know between the the period aspect of it all from the character development of it all and watching his character progress as a person and then you know seeing the supporting friends ride her you know throughout her career and and help her in different kinds of aspects that's the moment that's the moment i almost cried to the very fucking end and the, the last episode was such a strong finish and so satisfying and 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 actually you know didn't feel cheap. No. It and didn't the, feel cheap. The at all. ending doesn't feel cheap either. It feels no. a little schmaltzy, but not cheap. Uh, but like, and when- it, it makes it Anya Taylor Joy, who I've always liked, and I always thought that she had something there. Um, it gave her more to flesh out as a character and to show her range as an actress. This is her breakout role and for sure. Also to be a household name now, you know, going forward. We did talk about that when we, when we talked about the star. show on the series. Yes. We're like, this is. 
this is the thing that I think like I, I think before this you would point to split and say like that's her breakout that's her thing and, and it may have been a breakout role this was her defining role for sure absolutely yeah. absolutely and um, I'm, I'm really you know I'm really happy for her success and I think you know the showrunner did a fantastic job really just you know crafting the directing the you know the art direction to you know the cinematography I mean everything aspect the whole way it was shot it was just so enthralling with the 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 chess. I mean, who the fuck knew? And you know, now the success of chess, uh, perfect She's timing too. She's playing the Sicilian. The pandemic. She's playing the Sicilian. It's perfect time for people to get into chess. So you know, it's just you know, it's 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 a fantastic show. I love it. Highly worth the watch. And if you did enjoy it, I'm, I'm just saying right now, one time go watch it again. It's just as strong as second view. I have watched this series twice now. I watched it once by myself, watched it once when yeah. Lauren was watching it. I don't think she quite loved it the way you and I love it, but still a fantastic series. All right, Jay, my number one, a show you already talked about, Ted Laszlo. Hey, look, this car's got an invisible steering wheel. <laughs> what you're doing is irresponsible. This club actually means something to this town. You don't think I see that every day out there on the streets? <laughs> Are you kidding me? I think that's what it's all about, embracing change. Same thing! Being brave. Your decision to bench Jamie was a masterstroke. I don't think we're allowed to talk like that at work anymore. You got no fear of the other dog. To me, success is not about the wins and losses. It's about helping these young fellas be the best versions of themselves on and off the field. I always figured that tea was just going to taste like hot brown water. And you know what? I was right. Yeah, it's horrible. Oh, thank you. Welcome to England. Oh, yeah. My number three. I, nice. I, I love Ted Lasso. Uh, Ted Lasso, like, it was one of those shows. I do for rewatch as well. For I, was, it, I wasn't expecting to like it, right? Like, <laughs> I, I saw the trailers and I was like, this is cheesy, but I'm paying for Apple, for, for, for yeah, Apple TV. And I told you because I knew, I, I knew you had Apple. Yeah. And I was like, dude, Didn't this care. is a surprise. Yeah. This is actually really funny. So I was like, I did, I, I'm not interested in this show. Now, like, I before that, I had watched, you know, uh, Raven's Banquet, the, the 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 Mythic Quest show that was that that Rob McElhenney, and that's a fine show. Sure. It's worth your time, I think, especially if you're a video game lover and stuff like that, and you remember the days of Cliff Blazinski and stuff like that. But you know, uh, and and other than defending Jacob and Morning Show. I was like, I, I'm really. That's it. There's no reason for me to have this streaming service, so I was like, I guess I'll watch Ted Lasso because it's there for me to watch. What What made me really put it on was not only I was eventually going to try and get to it, but I'm when a fan I heard of picked, as well. When I got picked up for season two and three, I was like, Whoa, what? Yeah, what's going on? And three, I was like. This has to be pretty good. So, so I watch I it, it and the first episode starts off with Ted Lasso on a plane and he's talking to a stewardess and he's talking to his assistant coach and I was like, I remember being like, is this the type of character this is? I don't, I don't know. He's fucking annoying. His it, could posi- be, it could get too his annoying. His positivity is going to fucking wear on me. But then when he gets to, when he gets to England and he starts talking with, with other people, everybody in this show is a pessimist. Everybody is an asshole. Everybody which is which you can relate to. <laughs> which is a realistic type person yeah, that exists yeah, yeah. in our yeah, world. Yeah. Ted Laszlo's different. He is not a person that exists in our world. At least not a person that I know. Sure. And that's what drew me in. 
That's what that's what drew me in is he was this positive presence, this positive personality, but he wasn't perfect. He had his own inner turmoil. He had mm-hmm. his own he had his own demons, if you will, as well. And he was going through his own stuff. But what's crazy is his own stuff that he was dealing with was born of the fact that he was too positive of a person. And you know, we talked about this when we reviewed it. It's that King of the Hill thing where like it's funny because Hank Hill is so conservative, so reserved that it gets in the way of his actual life, and that's what's kind of funny about it, right? right like right, right. Ted Laszlo, so positive, yeah. so so uplifting and stuff that at times it gets in the way of his own life, yeah. And and it's kind of funny, but it's also really inspiring the way he changes the viewpoint of others as well because of his positivity. It's yeah, the power and, of positivity. And, and, correct. And you know And, and I have a and, terrible job at focusing in on the power of positivity. <laughs> I am I believe in the power of realism and I, I, I curtail my expectations to be realistic. Yeah. There's only one person who I know who is even the closest to Ted Lasso. Joe Patrecki? Oh, you do know him. I do know Joe Patrecki. That's him. Yeah. That's, I'm that's sorry I mentioned his last name on the show. And 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 to be honest, like he you know it took me a long time to, I was to the actually same think that if he you was guys a are wondering, guy. this is a coworker that Jay and I used to have when yeah. we worked at the same place. He was this positive dude that both me and Jay were the very realistic type employees. <laughs> like this guy's full of shit. Like I don't, I don't trust this guy whatsoever. What's going on here? He, he something's you know, not right. He, he he strummed the guitar. He sung psalms from the Bible. <sighs> Uh, he was super jacked. He he loved working out. Energetic. Had a beautiful wife. Never cursed. Uh, it was just, just like everything that me and Jay yeah. would distrust in the world <laughs> because we drink, we curse, we we <laughs> we are very realistic about our expectations. And this dude was always trying to Not uplift. Not a blemish us. on his record. Yeah, he uh. he was always trying to uplift us, and I was always like, "Fuck this dude." But what one of the over on was a head lead singer. Of a Christian Rock metal band. band. I know. Yeah. Hair metal band, pretty much, yeah. too. I mean, yeah, I remember seeing the pictures of his long hair. Pretty well. But what sold me on this dude was the day that uh, me and Jamal fought in the fought in the unit and he didn't go rat us out. Like we had we had like a full on fight, I'm talking about. Like this was like dudes from the unit all standing in a circle while me and Jamal fought. Like, not like angry or anything. This was a competition. Of a boxer versus a jujitsu brown belt. <laughs> I mean Jamar. Jamar, yeah. Oh, I thought you meant Jamal. I was thinking of a no. client. No. Um oh. Oh. Well, yeah, it's different. If it was you against a client, he might. <laughs> he might have. No. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. He he would well, he was a military guy, so like he kind of knows the drill. You know, guys need to get out their testosterone. Don't want to toot my own horn, but I did I, I did make- I remember seeing you guys wrestle a lot. You guys were doing that in school and shit too. I, I, I did make a semi pro were- I did make a semi pro boxer tap that day. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> He's a big boy. This guy is like almost my size. Oh, uh, like this this 30 dude's more about pounds of muscle. three inches shorter than Jay, but thirty pounds heavier in muscle. Definitely outweighed me. Definitely yeah. taller than me. Yeah, yeah. It's the power of the guillotine choke, he's, my friend. He's slower though. Yeah, <laughs> it's the power of the guillotine choke. He 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 went. He did one of those things where he went to like lift me up and throw me down on the couch. Right, and I. Just immediately wrapped my legs around his waist, wrapped my arm around his neck, and I just sunk it in. I just went low. He dropped me on the couch, and I just sunk it in, locked low. Got my legs behind his the back of his knees. He couldn't get away, and I was just like, 
he waited and he, he tapped it. I was like, fucking hey, right? And he's like, yeah, but box me. And I was like, well, no, you're a semi-pro boxer. That's fucking stupid if I box you. <laughs> that's dumb. Yeah, that's different. That's a whole different story. Yeah, no, no. I made you play my game and I won. Yeah. Now I'm good. And now you guys, you know, are still friends, you know? Uh, occasionally. We, we do, we do well, reach I mean, each other on Facebook you know. and stuff. Stay on target. Stay on target. But, I mean, uh, that, that's a weird story. It's a weird tangent. <laughs> stay on target stay on target but that's gonna do it for uh for super movie bros this week uh me and jay uh you know we we enjoy watching tv as much as we enjoy watching movies oh sure um obviously with there i I believe there's more content out there for movies that we don't get to check out and just like we said with with 2020 movies there's a lot of stuff out there that we and jay didn't get to see so if there is anything that we didn't mention on this episode that you think that we should check out or you would like to discuss any of the the shows that were on our list please reach out to us on the social medias i am on twitter at super movie pod yes i am on facebook super movie bros podcast on instagram super movie bros and on twitter j underscore smb and you can also reach out to us on our gmail account that is super movie bros podcast at gmail.com and then, of course, if you're enjoying the show, if this is the first or second episode that you're listening to and you're enjoying the content that me and Jay are putting out there for you, please consider leaving us a five-star review, just like DHS215 and Sid2241 did. So DHS215 on Apple Podcasts said, great love for movies and fun Great to hear two longtime friends dive into film culture with different sensibilities. And that's that's literally what this show was born out of. That's what Yeah, that, that's, that's exactly that's, right. That's why we did it. And then Sid with a C, 2241, said white chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Stumbled upon this podcast and really enjoy it. Loads of fun and movie knowledge with two different points of view and that's, that's exactly right i mean that's 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 the that's the whole thing that we wanted to do and we're still we're still doing that's, it that's still we're still doing it and even though we, we had are. the same we had the same number one well you know, you know great minds think alike hey hey <laughs> the yin and the yang that the, the yang has a little bit of the yang in it and the yang has a little bit it's of the ying true. in it so you know for 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 every opposite we we are the same in the end it's all pink on the inside is what i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> So please, if you are enjoying the show, please consider leaving us a five-star yes. review. Thank you so much for the reviews. Absolutely. And then, of course, uh, we do have a Patreon where we do put out more content. So if you want to hear those those pre-roll conversations that me and Jay have that are a little bit un- more uncouth, more off the cuff mm-hmm. than this show is, make sure that you head over to patreon.com slash supermoviebrospodcast. There, for just $1 a month, you can get all the additional content that is available for you over there. We are part of a network. We are part of the Age of Radio podcast network. So make sure you check out all the great shows that are part of the Age of Radio network over at ageofradio.org. I want to thank all of you for listening. Have a great one. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>